Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer. From hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. So I want you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc. And every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have John with me and I am so excited to talk to John. Um, we're gonna talk about a really cool nonprofit he has started. Uh, first of all, thank you so much, John, for joining me. Right on, I'm happy to be here. Good, good. So tell us a little bit about Dog Smiles. So Dog Smile Adventures is a therapeutic sailing program. So our intention is to make boating, mainly sailing, available to everybody. Um, and that's really, the, that's really what it is. And so I'm doing that in a few ways. We're grabbing uh, mainly underserved populations, um, as many as I can, to try to get people access to sailing that wouldn't have it otherwise. So what, what's your background in? How did you get come, about, come along to do something like this? Like there's all these different things you probably could help people with, but like why sailing? Well, um, I've been an outdoor educator and a guide for 23 years. Um, and so I've been able to work in lots of different environments. I've done a bunch of whitewater rafting, kayaking, climbing, skiing, uh, backpacking, lots of different venues, um, and all of which have a therapeutic effect. They all help people feel better. Um, but it wasn't until I got into sailing where I really saw, I think that what I believe is the most effective uh, outdoor activity that I've ever experienced uh, with regards to making people feel better. Um, that's why I picked sailing. That's awesome. And so what, what brought you to actually starting a nonprofit? I mean, like what you and I've talked before, it's a lot of work to start something like this. So, you know, what was, the, was there something happened or was there what like made you start this nonprofit? Um, well, yeah, that's a great question. It is, it's, it's a, it's quite a journey. It's definitely the the hardest thing I've ever taken on uh, professionally. Um, but I got to a point where I felt like I had to or I was going to get out of the game. Um, I've been, uh, like I say, doing this a long time, mainly in an educational capacity, but also just working as a guide. I spent um, the last five years working in the Caribbean as a charter boat captain. And it was down there where I kind of, kind of lost touch with the point and I burned out pretty, pretty hard. And um, I, uh, you know, got to the point where I just, I didn't feel like I was helping anybody. Like these people don't really need me. There, there was a lot of money and the trips got really expensive. And 
like my friends and family couldn't really afford to come on my trips and it just got um like I, I just felt like I, like I got to the point where I didn't want to go drive a boat around in tropical islands and eat lobster. And like, I had no interest in it. I was really fried. And yeah, through that, I, I just got to start and thinking about like, what, what could I do? And made a bunch of life changes. I left the islands and I got sober. I, I ended up on quite a long journey. And, and through that, came this idea of you know why not give it away why not make these trips free um uh, i've had all these incredible experiences outside and they just uh they they weren't i wasn't serving the people that i wanted to serve i wasn't taking people on trips that i believe that need it most and so that's really what's behind um, getting this nonprofit going it's always been my dream to do my own thing um, I've always worked for other people. And so this is a, a dream come true to try to create my own operation and do things my way. And in that case, my way right now is with a therapeutic intention, uh, not taking people on vacation. Uh, we're, we're, we're going out there with the intention to, to feel better. And the sailboats the, is the perfect venue for that. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, a little bit behind the behind the story. Yeah. And I love that you and I've talked about the people that you're helping, you know, is there a demographic or is there like, is there certain groups that you, you know, really want to serve through this nonprofit? Um, not specifically. So right now I'm, uh, casting a pretty wide net, like, like full on shotgun approach. I'm, I'm taking out literally all kinds of different people right now. I, there are nonprofits out there that have a focus on a specific population where, so maybe it's children with cancer, maybe it's um, young adults, maybe it's uh, whatever it happens to be. I don't want to do that um, because I, I don't really believe that, uh, that this is for any one person. I think that anyone can be affected. And so right now I'm exploring um, these sailing opportunities with as many different groups as I can. Um, some, so far I've had, um, I've had children with autism out on the boat with incredibly positive outcomes. Um, I've had groups of veterans out on the boat, which has been super fun. Um, a bunch of family groups. Um, I'm targeting young adults with one of my programs. Uh, so just folks that are in that like late teen, early 20 stage, um, giving them opportunities to get out on boats, um, I'm in touch with a couple different women's shelters. We haven't gotten out yet, but very soon. So working with that population. Um, and it's just right now, like I say, I'm not really turning anyone away and I'm not really targeting any specific population. Just pretty much anyone who I get in touch with that thinks they might benefit from some time out on the boat, I'm up for it. And I think over time, the groups will, you know, weed themselves out. The, the populations that really respond well to sailing, the ones that I will continue to work with. And maybe some will try it a couple of times and maybe they won't come back. That might be it. But um, right now I'm not targeting anyone specifically. I'm just going for it. I love it. So you're out here inspiring these people and you're teaching people some life skills through sailing and you know this therapeutic aspect to it. What kind of inspires you to be your best self? Uh, the work, to be honest. Um, you know, when 
when I get to see smiles on faces, you know, that's what the dog smile is. It's just like this huge smile. People just, I get to watch them feel better. Um, and when, when I get to help someone else feel better, it inspires me to feel better and to, to work on myself and do what I can to, uh, to, to, to do as much as this is possible. But yeah, it's when I, when I see the feedback, when I see the, the eyes open and the excitement and the joy and sometimes just the pure relaxation, but the, the healing that happens out here, um, yeah, that drives me to, to keep doing it. That's awesome. So you moved back to Coeur d'Alene area. So now you're back, you were here before, now you're back. And is there, I mean, this is a fun question. And I always ask this because personally, I want to know um, where you want, where's your favorite place to go eat in Coeur d'Alene? Moon time, hands yep. down. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of sailing, what's your, what's your favorite hobbies to do? Um, well, I love to play outside. So I spend a lot of time, you know, paddle boarding and kayaking, do a lot of skiing in the wintertime. Um, I also love to play harmonica. Uh, I, I love to play music. And, um, and so that's a, another thing I spend a lot of time doing. Um, and I write a lot right now. I've, uh, I spend a lot of time writing and that's been a, uh, kind of a fun hobby and, um, we'll see where that goes, but, uh, yeah. That's kind of what I do. That's awesome. I like, I just like to know a little piece about, you know, the people I talk to. Um, so what is something that has taken a little while to kind of figure out about yourself? Um, I would say that I've, uh, it took me a long time to detach from the desire to have things. Um, I was caught up in the American dream for so long, which included, a lot of debt, um, mortgages and, and car loans and all these things that you're told you're supposed to have to be happy. And what's taken me a long time, I'm 41 now, and only in the last three or four years have I really let go of, the, of those things and realizing that how I spend my time and how I feel is the key for me to be happy and not uh, being attached to those goals that are, you know, based in material ownership. That's such a great point. And I think that's so key for a lot of people. I think this year too has kind of, a lot of people are like, do I really need all this crap? Like, I think this pandemic has kind of made people refocus on what's really important in their lives. And I think that's a great, great message is, you know, how, I mean, those things are great and some people love those things, but how, how much does it really bring you happiness? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's, you know, I spent all that time in the Caribbean and that's where I really figured it out and sitting and talking with the Rasta man that lived next door, you know, and realizing that this is the most content human being I've ever met. And he has a dirt floor, no running water, like walks down and bathes in the sea every morning and is so whole as a human and it just it took spending that time with with that guy too and many like him to just let go of all of the like I say all the stuff that we're brought up in this country to feel like we need and um yeah it was it, it changed my life for sure that time 
Isn't that great? And it's, it's crazy because there are people that come into our lives that kind of, and it, it's like just someone you barely met and they can totally change your outlook. Who is somebody that you would love to have dinner with dead or alive and why? Well, if I could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, it'd be my mother. Um, my mother passed six years ago and I miss her every day. So if there was somebody that I could sit and talk to, especially now with so much has changed in my life, that if I could process, you know, the launch of the nonprofit, mom inspired me to do charity work at a young age. And the fact that I run one for a living now, I think it would, I would just love to have the conversation with her about that. Oh, I love that. So we talked about, obviously you've gone through a lot of different, you have a lot of great perspective now. And you talk about how these things, you know, you don't need the material things and how you kind of gave up that, you know, sailing very, very expensive boats with people that can afford it. And you kind of change things. Is there something in your life that you've like failed, failed at really miserably and then but have learned maybe the most about yourself? I would say that the, the the deepest dive into myself has been my battle with addiction. Um, so I uh, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict, and I've spent a lot of years um, deep in the trenches of addiction. And um, and I've been clean and sober now for a while. I'm not exactly sure how long, to be honest, but um, that's been the 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 deepest dive into myself that I've ever taken. And um, through it, I've learned what really matters to me and what's important and um, and how mainly the, the biggest lesson has been how important self-care really is. You know, I, I used to believe in, you know, if I just bust my ass, work as hard as I can to take care of my clients or my guests and focus on their experience, then that was enough. And what I've learned is that that's not enough that the real work is taking care of myself and the more work I do on my mental and physical well-being the better I will be for anyone I encounter whether it's for a moment or for for a lifelong relationship it doesn't really matter and so that's the the biggest lesson I've learned is in in, in getting clean and sober and um, prioritizing my own health um, I can be so much better for everybody around me. I love that. And I think, I mean, obviously you can connect with so many people that probably really need the sailing program. And so you bring a whole different aspect to not just a nonprofit to help people. It's like, you can really connect with some people that are struggling and are looking for an outlet like sailing to maybe get them clean or sober, or just to like mentally be okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody's fighting a battle we know nothing about, right? And um, I think that the a big piece for me to connect with folks out on the boat is is through vulnerability and just sharing my own uh, challenges and struggles. And when I open up about that, it tends to inspire others to do the same. And um, and then we just let the boat do the work. I mean, that's really what this is about. I. I don't say much and when I when we're out boating. I, I really try to, you know, just let let the environment and the flow of the breeze and the boat, the movement, all those things do most of the work. I'm not a trained therapist. I don't, you know, go after uh, digging into people's things. But what I do notice is that just by being open and 
uh, kind out on the boat. Um, people tell me things I'm really not qualified to hear, to be honest, like all the time. <laughs> I get folks open up, like the combination of, of me sharing my story in this environment is really effective. It opens people's hearts and it's that piece that uh, keeps me coming back. It's, it's one of the best parts about the whole deal. Yeah, and I think that's important. I mean, I used to work with children at the Boys and Girls Club, and the times the kids would talk to me when we're playing pool or game or playing basketball, that's when they would just open up because they weren't in a therapist office where they have a desk or a chair and they're just staring at this person. They can kind of just let their guard down, do something they love, and adults are the same way. Like, they just open up. Yep, everybody. It's uh, it really works. So, where do you see um, Dog Smile Adventures in the next three years? Well, I'll be honest. If it's running at all, I'm going to be super happy. Uh, year one's pretty touch and go. <laughs> so, so if 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 we're if I'm still doing this, taking people on boat rides in three years, I'm going to be super pleased. Um, you know, I I. I would love to see this develop to the point where I can create leadership opportunities for young professionals. I'd love it if I wasn't on the boat every day um, because I've, I've really learned that it's, it's really not about me. It's the boat in the water that, that does the thing. And so I'd love, to, I'd love to grow it to the point where I could employ a few people. Um, I really want to give folks the opportunity to get to do the work that I've been so fortunate to do for multiple decades now the 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 gift of being that interpreter being the person who gets to take folks on these experiences and so I'd like to create leadership opportunities that's one area that that I'd love to see develop I also like to get to the point where I have a couple of boats that are available for use by people without anyone so I'd love to create sailing opportunities again for people that you know they don't have a vehicle or they don't have a boat slip or they don't have a boat or whatever but that they could go through a training program with me be signed off and just go sailing whatever they want um i think that would be a really a really neat way to develop this program um and the sky's the limit i think that there's actually really potential maybe in more like five to ten years but i think this program could run year-round that we could expand beyond sailing into other activities because it's really therapeutic recreation. That's my, where my passion is is going right now. Um, but we start with the sailing number one because I have a sailboat, and number two because I, I believe it's so accessible and so effective. But that's um, yeah, hard to say. We'll see how what types of groups attach and how I do with fundraising and things like that. But again, in three years, if I'm still able to be employed by my own nonprofit taking people on boat rides, I'll be happy. That's a, that is amazing. And you made a point there, fundraising. Um, so as we all know, in the nonprofit world, a nonprofit does not um, run without, the, I think, the volunteers and the money. Like if you have the right people volunteering on your board or, you know, sailing program, and then the money is huge. Like, especially in a program like yours, where it's such a, I mean, it's a boat. Like it's a lot it's not just a small little like, hey, backpacking, you know, let's go hike. I mean, there's a huge vessel involved. So how, if someone's listening, how can someone either donate, get a, get a hold of you, see if they want to sponsor? How can people support you? 
Uh, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, it is, it's the, it's the part about this that's the most intimidating for sure um, is, the, is the fundraising piece. But it's also been incredibly rewarding though because it gets me in front of people. I get to have conversations about making people feel better with boats. And it's, it's just lovely what, how people respond. Um, and so how, how you can support it. Um, first and foremost, you can uh, make a donation through our website it's just dogsmileadventures.org and there's a big fat donate button there and so um, that's the obvious most uh, uh, direct way to support the cause um, but I also sell boat rides and so I, I sell private lessons and um, just private sailing experiences and so uh, if you've got a desire to come out and go sailing um, basically I, I sell you a, uh, an experience at uh, double the rate because the idea is that you've bought your experience and one for someone else who doesn't have to pay so um, you can come out and I can teach you a lesson or you can come out and just enjoy the lake and just take a boat ride you don't have to learn to sail you can just come along um, you've got a big comfortable lovely sailboat here and and so I've got various groups that will come out and do it as a corporate retreat family reunion birthdays like I've had all kinds of different um, applications and then and then obviously folks that really want to learn to sail so I have um, several people that are paying for lessons right now and again I, I charge uh, for those lessons in order to make some money to then when I encounter the, the folks that, that uh, aren't able to pay, I can do that. I have the money to do that. So those are kind of the two arms of how I'm raising money through, through, through foundation, through grants and things like that. And, um, and then also just by selling boat rides. Yeah. So if you are listening and you're in the Coeur d'Alene area or visiting and you would love to do this, I mean, um, I'm going to tag all your stuff in there so people can get a hold of you because I think that's super important, especially to our local community um, and how they can support you. Because this is, I mean, this is going to be an amazing, amazing uh, nonprofit for our community. I think, I think it's, it's pretty magical. I thought as soon as you told me what you were doing, I was like, this is fantastic. So I'm very happy for you. Great. Thanks. So I ask everybody, uh, it's been a rough year, as we all know, we are coming out of a pandemic, hopefully, and hopefully the world is starting to like get back to normal. Um, and people have struggled physically, emotionally, um, you know, whatever, mentally, whatever it may be. Do you have a piece of advice to someone maybe that is still struggling through this past year? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... I would say that the only piece of advice that I have for, for anyone, whether they're feeling good or not, is to spend some time in nature by yourself. Um, it's free. You can go for a while. We're surrounded with it here. You know, go, go down to the lake and just and sit in the water for a few minutes, take a walk on a trail um, and do it alone and just clear your head and breathe and feel the great outdoors and realize that all is not lost. You know, we're, we're all, so you're still here. And, and if you have time, meaning you're still breathing, then you have a chance to be happy. And I find those feelings most accessible when I'm outside by myself. That is, I think that's something I am the same way. Like if I'm overwhelmed and stressed, 
I put everything down. I'm like, I have to, I have to go. And so I just go, even if it's like walking around tubs and then I go back to work, like it just, it's, I, I'm the same way. I just need to get away from everybody and just breathe and be by myself. And I think that's a great, great point for anyone listening. Even if you're not an outdoorsy person, taking a deep breath of air, just putting your feet in the lake, like that's, there's nothing much better than that. Yep, that's it. So I see you're in your boat right now. Yep, I'm on the dog smile right now. Yeah, this is like my little happy place for sure. Perfect. So I and um, stay cool today and enjoy this, uh, this this very hot weather. So at least you're on the water, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we've got the we've got the solution right here in North Idaho. There's plenty of places to go cool off. Exactly. That's where I'll be. Perfect. Well, John, thank you so much for giving me your time today. Thank you, Tabitha. This has been awesome. I have exciting news. 32 Below, Froyo and More is officially back open. Uh, if you didn't know that their business flooded back in February and their doors are open. So go check them out. They've got the frozen yogurt. They've got boozy floats. They've got beer. They've got wine. They've got paninis. Um, they even have some quesadillas now. They got a lot of great things, great toppings. And of course, they're an amazing community business. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.